Now, in the past couple of months, it is just possible that some of us may have felt, I don't know, a bit anxious, concerned, worried, edgy, insecure, nervous, maybe, maybe even just a little bit afraid. Now, if that's you or someone you know, then God has a message for you today. A message that's not just for today because it's something that God has said 82 times in the Bible. Are you ready? You might want to write this down. Here it goes. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You say, well, that's easy for God to say. He's God. And he's up in heaven, so how does he even know what's going on down here? Well, if you don't think God knows what he's talking about, let's check in with Jesus. Jesus, who at the Last Supper says, do not let your hearts be troubled, which translates into, don't be afraid. You say, well, that's Jesus, the Son of God, which makes him invincible. And besides, he said that 2,000 years ago. How does he know what's going on now? Well, if you're not sure Jesus knows what he's talking about, let's check in with King David. King David, who wrote the 23rd Psalm that we prayed last Sunday, you know, the one that starts, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack for nothing. And in that Psalm he writes, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Which means, don't be afraid. You say, yeah, but he's a king. What does he have to be afraid of? Okay, well, let's try St. Paul, who writes to his friends in Philippi and says, Don't be anxious for anything which, of course, means don't be afraid. Well, you know, Paul, he's, he's a saint. One of God's favorites, you know, the teacher's pet. Does he know about real life? Well, as it turns out, God and Jesus and King David and St. Paul actually know a whole lot about real life and difficulty and what we're going through and worse. See, God has been watching humanity from the very beginning as we have sniped and snipped at each other and torn each other apart. And he's been watching us ever since the first son of Adam and Eve murdered the second son of Adam and Eve. And he sees all and has known everything that's happened. And he sees all that's going on now and what's going on with us. And he knows into the future, which means he knows how everything's going to turn out. And Jesus at the Last Supper, knows it's the Last Supper. And when he says, do not let your heart be troubled, it's because he knows what's about to happen in the next couple of hours, that he's going to be arrested and beaten and tried and condemned and nailed to a cross and die. Jesus knows better than any of us what constitutes a crisis. And King David before he was king, back when he was still just a shepherd boy, wrestled and killed lions and bears who came to try to steal some of his sheep. And then he fought and killed a giant Goliath in a war. And after that, he was hounded for years by jealous King Saul, who, who tried to pin him to the wall twice with a spear, and then chased after him with an army to try to kill him until David slipped across the border into a neighboring country to get away. Well, then after David becomes king, he leads the army to fight all of Israel's many enemies. And then he weathers a rebellion by his favorite son, 
who raises an army and tries to kill him and take the throne. David walked through a whole bunch of valleys of the shadow of death. And he, too, was all too familiar with danger. And St. Paul, well, in his letter to his friends in Corinth, tells how that he was flogged eight times, stoned once and left for dead, and then jailed over and over again because of his faith. On top of that, he was shipwrecked three times. He spent a day and a night bobbing around in the open sea. And then after all of that happened, the Roman government threw him into prison for several years and then sent him to King Nero, you know, Emperor Nero, you know, you know the guy that would slather Christians with tar and then set them on fire as streetlights at night? And who then ordered that Paul be executed? Paul, Paul has some experience with anxiety. You see, God and Jesus and King David and St. Paul were all too familiar with difficulty and danger. And each of them tells us the exact same message. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Okay, okay, I'm not going to be afraid. But what if I still am? And what do I do then? Because saying or hearing, don't be afraid, doesn't do the trick. Well, God and Jesus and David and Paul know that, which is why they, none of them stop at don't be afraid. Each of them goes on to say, what do you do when you're afraid to help you not be afraid? Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. He says, don't be afraid, but don't, don't just not be afraid. Instead of being afraid, believe in God. Trust God and trust me because You've seen that God has gotten us this far. God has taken care of us every step along the way. There's no reason to believe he's not going to continue to do that for the rest of our lives. Believe in God. Believe also in me. You've seen me turn water into wine, calm the storm, cast out demons, walk on the water, feed 5,000 people, heal people, Raise people from the dead. You've seen God and I do all of those things. And if you can trust him with that, surely you can trust God to take care of whatever's going to happen to you today. Don't be afraid. And St. Paul, don't be anxious about anything. Because whoever was not anxious because somebody told them, to do that. You've got a friend who's hysterical and freaking out. You say, well, calm down. Does that help? No, of course not. Don't tell me to calm down. That only makes it worse. That's why Paul doesn't stop. Don't be anxious for anything because just trying not to be anxious doesn't work. You've got to take that anxiety and that energy and that time that you're wasting worrying and put it towards something else. And Paul tells us that. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but instead, in everything, with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, tell God what you want. And then the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Paul says, don't just worry, 
pray. When you feel that anxiety crawling up out of your belly and grabbing you around the throat, that's not the time to worry. That's the time to pray and pray hard and tell God what you want. Tell God how you feel. Tell God what you hope that He's going to do and then thank Him for being with you. Thank Him in advance for what He's going to do. And then take a breath. And trust Him to do it. And hang on to the peace that God offers to guard your heart and your mind. Don't be afraid. Pray. Thank God and accept the peace that He offers us. Okay, okay. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. So, what do I pray? Well, help would be a good start. But David gives us a great prayer today in the psalm, in Psalm 31. A prayer that is magnificent to pray in a mess or when you're anxious or afraid. A prayer that is so good, Jesus prayed it while he was on the cross. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. Into your hands, O Lord, I offer the deepest part of me, my eternal spirit. Because God, if I can trust you to take care of my spirit, everything else in my life is small potatoes. Into your hands I commit my spirit. And that's a great prayer to pray when we're anxious or in a mess or afraid because you can use it for anything by changing the last word or two. Lord, into your hands I commend this mess. Into your hands I commend my health. Into your hands I commend my sick friend. Into your hands I commend my parents, my marriage, my kids, my family. Into your hands I commend my job or lack thereof because I've been furloughed or laid off or had my hours cut. Into your hands I commend my business that's been suffering because of the shutdown. Into your hands, oh Lord, I commend my parish family. And thank you for praying for our parish family because it's working. This past week, we were approved for the payroll protection program and we got $123,000 to pay our staff and our preschool teachers and our utilities and the interest on our mortgage for the next two months. Thank you for praying. Please keep doing it because it works. Into your hands I commend my parish family. Into your hands I commend our community. Into your hands I commend our nation, especially in this election year. Into your hands I commend the world in the midst of this pandemic. Keep praying because it's working. Now, Orlando area has been less hard hit than many other places in the country. And so the Sentinel this morning has a story on the front page about why it is that we are doing so well and why Orlando hasn't had more virus cases. Are you ready for this? It may just be luck. It may just be luck. Well, maybe. But I've been praying. You've been praying, right? Why are we surprised when it works? 
Into your hands I commend. And fill in the blank with whatever it is that you are anxious or afraid of. God, Jesus, David, and Paul all have the same message for us today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Trust in God. Trust also in Jesus because they are with you always, even to the end of the age. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious about anything, but pray. Pray and thank God and accept the peace that He has for you. Don't be afraid, but pray, Lord, into your hands I commend whatever it is that has you. Now, in just a minute, we're going to ask for God's help in the prayers of the people. Now, I understand that some of us might be just a little bit anxious or afraid right now and not want to wait to then. So we're going to pray that now. I want you to pull out a piece of paper and I want you to write on it, into your hands I commend. Into your hands I commend. And then list all the things that you're concerned about. Into your hands I commend my health. Into your hands I commend my family. Into your hands I commend my job. Whatever it is that you're concerned about, write that down on a piece of paper. We're going to pray it here in just a minute. And then take that piece of paper and, and tape it to your bathroom window or magnet to a, your front of your refrigerator or put it on your computer screen or in your pocket or in your purse or on your dashboard of your car. Some place that will remind you to pray that faithfully and fervently and frequently. Into your hands I commend all these things. And let's pray that now. Lord, into your hands I commend, and say it out loud, into your hands I commend my health. Into your hands I commend my family. Into your hands I commit our nation. Into your hands I commit this pandemic. Into your hands I commend. Amen. Oh, one more thing. Don't be afraid. 